Purchase Ford fans on all you need tickets to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream starting as low as $37 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford fans on all you can eat tickets now. It's time to talk a little football with the former Utah quarterback, Frank Dolce. He's on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Frank, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hope you had a nice weekend. We did. You had a boring weekend, at least three hours of it. I heard you on the post-game show. Your word for the game, boring. It's what the Utes needed. It's what they got. Total domination. You weren't very interested in it. It wasn't interesting. But they need to be way better than everybody else than they were. I think you're mischaracterizing my comment. Nope, that's precisely. (laughs) Well... I said Utah made it boring. I didn't say the game was boring. And I, I think that's exactly where Utah should – I mean, that's what you want this team to do. You don't, you don't want the team going up and struggling against Arizona or UCLA or, or even Colorado this, this coming weekend. And, I mean, that's just that, – that you, you, you need this team – if they want to reach all their goals – I think you need this team to be right on top of their game. And that the boring comment is certainly not an indictment on the way Utah is playing. It, it is, it's a compliment that Coach Whittingham and his crew have, have been able to keep his team so focused in games where the competition isn't quite the same as it, as it has been in the past. Well, I was there, Frank, and the game was boring as you know what. So if that's what you said, it's been Utes made it boring, and Arizona made it boring because Arizona is an atrocious football program. And all the talk was about Oregon losing to the Sun Devils up the road about 100 miles, and somehow that's supposed to impact Utah negatively. You and I have been on the same page uh, as this. Uh, with this, I should say, because we think that the Utes are deserving, but we don't trust the committee to put them in there. Now, this is a further blow because it's particularly, I think, an, an understated blow, too, with Oregon getting the t- attention with the big loss and the surprising loss. But also Washington, which was Utah's best road win, now is also devalued because they're 6-5. and five, And they have had the most disappointing season of anybody, even more so than Stanford in the conference and more so than Washington State because I believe they were picked to win the North and now they're not going to get anywhere near it. So Utah's best win on the road is against a 6-5 and five team. I guess you could say maybe uh, uh, BYU, but most folks don't really view that as a true road game since it's just down the street. But they're, the team with the most wins that they've beaten is BYU at 7-4 and four, and then Washington at 6-5, and five, the Devils at 6-5. and five. I think Washington State's there too. And those teams don't have any form of glossy record but to me, I'm upset that somehow that that Oregon loss detracts from Utah. They haven't even played yet, and somehow it, they haven't even beaten them either, and somehow that detracts. To me, it speaks to the inequity of how some te- conferences only play eight games, other teams have to play nine, and the Pac-12 has been notorious for beating each other up. And because of that, because teams at the bottom have some skilled players that are really good, somehow that's supposed to impact negatively upon Utah. And, Frank, I'm furious about it. Yes, I I hear the uh, anger in your voice. And it's strong. That that loss, yeah, that that Oregon loss, the the Pac-12 just 
whatever reason, they have a lot of they have a lot of work to do in the eyes of the committee. And and the committee took you know, or whoever, whoever the coaches, I guess we, we're not going to know about the the college football until Tuesday. But the, the coaches polls, I mean, they just they they wrapped Oregon on the knuckles. I mean, they took a significant drop after that loss. And, and that's fine. That's Oregon. Sure. It's not Utah. Sure. The the issue is, I mean, I, I, had Oregon gone through and Utah gone through undefeated, then it it that really makes it difficult on the committee to leave one of those those teams out. And now they just have there's just this built in excuse. They've given the you know that loss gives the committee some cover because. You know, Oregon, Oregon just can't lose to Arizona State. I mean, that just that just couldn't couldn't happen. And and then, like you said, the other one that people aren't talking about that the committee will talk about is well, your best road win is took a took a terrible loss to Colorado. So all Utah can do at this point is to go in and, and or, or have Colorado come to town, and then same thing, make that game boring. I mean. Utah needs to do kind of this a little bit of the, and I fully expect it. I, I fully expect a game where Utah dominates on the defensive side, and Colorado has a hard time putting any points on the board, and then Utah scores in that thirty-five to forty-two range again, and and that's all that they can do. And if they do that, I mean, then you just you you just have to let the the chips fall where they where they may. Um, and and hopefully get yourself into that conference championship game and, and come out of that on the right side. The the issue with with Oregon is with that Oregon loss, Utah could have. I mean, there was this potential of had Utah gone through and Oregon gone through, you get into the championship game, and for some reason Utah isn't able to come out on top in that one. Oregon does. Then they get into the playoffs, and Utah still falls into the Rose Bowl. So that kind of coverage, I mean, I think that was still far-fetched. But even that kind of coverage now is gone. And, by the way, I think I think Coach Whittingham and everyone else would like it this way anyway. You just have to, you know what, you control your destiny. You have to take care of your business. Utah is, is absolutely in that position right now. So if they beat Colorado, and if they get into the championship game, win the championship game, then – then people are heading to Pasadena, and I think that's a remarkable football season. Absolutely is. Yeah, I agree 100%. So it's more fun to talk about offense and defense. That's probably why you played quarterback, Frank, and more people talk about the quarterback than anything else. And so but let's set Huntley and Moss for aside for a second and talk about the defense, two shutouts, nearly had a third one here. This is the second time because the same thing happened at Oregon State with backups out on the field. The opponent scores a touchdown in the last possession of a blowout. And then on top of that, they held ASU and UCLA to three points each. It's not even close. They've had great defenses before, but this is the best one. No matter how good those other ones are, this one's topped everything, hasn't it? In terms of productivity, I don't think there's any question that this is the this is the the best defense uh, Utah's been able to to put on the field. I I'm curious. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't want to give any excuses. Um, th- this is a funny Pac-12 this year. I, I think the quality of the opponent isn't great, but still, you're looking at a UCLA team 
that came to town, and they were averaging around or just over 30 points a game in their previous five games when they when they played Utah. And if you look at Arizona offensively in the Pac-12, they've been fairly productive, and it you know it was just completely stifled and shut down. So, uh, and by the way, my I I do like talking about offense, but over the over my time with the with the university and with the community and 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 watching this football program evolve um i've become kind of a defensive i really like the defensive side of the ball i like a defensive football game and the way that utah has always it's it's like when you think about utah football it's the thing that you've been able to rely on year after year after year that Utah will bring this championship-caliber defense. And they've even ratcheted up a notch this year. And, and, and then they've added this, this kind of championship-caliber offense. So I love it. I love a defensive football game. And I, in the way that Utah is playing right now and, and what Morgan Scally is doing with that crew right now and the depth of talent, it's been amazing, incredible to watch. And... I mean, it's almost to the point where a, a team, an opposing team, gets a first down, and you're kind of, kind of scratching your head, like, "Well, what's wrong? What's wrong with the defense? They're, they didn't come to play today." And if you look at what they've done over the past few weeks, I mean, we're gonna at the at the end of the season, we're gonna take a look at these numbers, and and you're just gonna think, "This is an un- unbelievable kind of lifetime achievement out of a defensive unit." Yes, when you have seven seniors who have a shot to play in the NFL next year, and speaking of next year, Jalen Johnson, who's basically already told us that he's leaving as a junior, you'll have eight guys off a singular defense that will have a strong opportunity to play in the NFL the following year. That is almost unheard of. I don't know that Alabama, Clemson, or wherever, Ohio State, whichever team you want to put up there, obviously nobody from the Big 12 because they barely play defense over there, but the other conferences that they can match that. That's why Utah deserves this chance to see how good it is. I don't think they're going to get it, but I think they deserve it. But having all that in mind, the greatest return home in the history of coaching assistant coaching anyway is Andy Ludwig he has been nothing short of brilliant I want to hug him Frank that's how good he's been (laughs) and I know how you feel about your personal space so that's exactly that's that's saying something (laughs) yeah that 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 was the one piece of the offense that that uh, we talked about and I talked about beginning of the season is what kind of difference would Andy Ludwig make? And I think people, you know, Utah came out of the gates, was okay, first three games, took, took that loss to USC, and I think people were really concerned because all of a sudden it was it was Tyler Huntley reverting back to – running around all the, all over the place and mental mistakes on the offensive side and offensive line that couldn't get out of their own way and lack of productivity. Even though you you know actually came out of that game, it was okay. It wasn't terrible, but critical mistakes at the wrong time. And the way that, that Utah rebounded, the way that he 
managed his football team on the offensive side. And the way that I, I don't know what he did to, to make it click with Tyler Huntley, but that was the game when, when Tyler Huntley became a quarterback. All of a sudden, he came out of USC, and somehow they figured out, you know what, I just, I'm not going to win games running the ball 18 times, scrambling around 18 times. I have to figure out, and the offense will allow me to, to throw the ball downfield. I have to figure out how to throw the ball downfield. I have to figure out how to use my running back as a release, and I have to be able to sit in the pocket. And for whatever reason, whatever that conversation was with, with Coach Ludwig and Tyler Huntley, that thing clicked. And it's been unbelievable to watch ever since. And, and Tyler Huntley, who, who came to the season as an athlete and a guy who, if he was going to make an NFL roster, he would have made an NFL roster as an athlete, not as a quarterback. Well, he's turned that. He's flipped it around, and he may just give himself a shot in a camp somewhere. And, and uh, I, I don't think you can discount his, not only his athleticism, but what he's done to change his game above the shoulders is nothing short of amazing. So do you expect the Utes to cover a 28-point spread against Colorado? We're going to have one more game that the Utes, in your words, are going to make boring. Yeah. I, you know, I, I kept, I, I'm always a little cautious. And, and I was cautious up through Utah-Washington. And the past few weeks I've been a little less cautious. In fact, I think I called, um, I thought Utah, I, I picked Utah 35 to, or 42 to 3 um, last week against Arizona. And it didn't quite turn out that way. Pretty close, though. So, I, yeah, I, I think that this is a team that has the ability, especially on the defensive side, just to kind of make you feel desperate, take you out of your game plan. Even though even though you don't necessarily need to get out of your game plan, that makes it, that defense makes you feel like you need to get out of your game plan. So I, I think it's going to be another one of those performances. You never know. I mean, you just never know. But um, th- this is a game where I think Utah comes out kind of the same same sort of sort of thing, thirty-five to seven, sort of a sort of a game. And at the end of it, we all think. Well, yeah, maybe maybe Utah did make it a little boring, and that's exactly how I want Utah to make it. I want it to feel boring by the end of the game. This game will not be boring because it'll be a home game. It'll be senior night, so you'll give curtain calls for all the seniors, so the fourth quarter will be nothing but a strong round of applause individually as players come off the field for the last time in their stadium. Arizona, there was hardly anyone there. There was no atmosphere. It was an embarrassment to Arizona just the way I wanted, I'd like to, I'd like to say. And here, there'll be a lot of electricity because when Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss come out offensively, they will get thunderous applause. So it will not be boring. It'll be a fine night enjoyed by all. Good night, Frank. <laughs> it should be. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Utah finds itself right, right on the cusp of doing some amazing things with a few, you know, just one, one regular season game left, one conference game left. They just have to get over that hump and then – and then get themselves prepared. But it sure has been a fun, a fun season. Uh, and, and maybe, maybe even with that loss 
to USC, an historic season as well. Thank you, Frank. Hey, thanks, guys. Great to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Frank Dolce, former Ute quarterback and broadcaster, our zone Ute insider, joining all the shows all week long.